Let's do like let's do like twenty minutes, half hour. We'll sit up straight. Why do you sit up straight for? So, you can't sit up straight. Any, we need to get cushions in it if you want one. Yeah, we might need to get cushions. Yeah, because you can't. You don't sit up straight in those. Welcome to the podcast. Why? You, oh my god. Right, god. No. You wanted to do an intro, didn't you? Yeah, well, you said it, don't do an intro because it's stupid. No, no, do an intro. Shame is delicious. Welcome to Shame is Delicious. I'm your host, Darren Harriet. And I'm your host, Ishan Akbar. If you say host, that means it's just your show. Welcome to Shame is Delicious with me, Darren Harriet. And me, Ishan Akbar. I didn't like how you tried to go above my energy. Okay. My energy was decent, yeah. and then you just, you saw it, got it. intimidated, and went a little bit over the top. I'm, I'm so excited about doing this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you can be <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Give me some more. No, I'm excited because we've been trying to do a podcast together for about six months, maybe six to eight months. Yeah. Yeah. You wasn't my first choice. Uh, sorry, did you say <laughs> I wasn't your first choice? I mean, well, I, well, it was Kay first. So me, it's probably not the best way to start, but. Me and Kay were supposed to do it. Yeah. And then Kay was, went all flip-floppy. And then I was like, oh, who do I have in the reserves? Okay. Ishan Akbar. And I pulled through. Yeah, but before, but then, I'll be honest, after Kay, uh, there was a few more of the people. And then I found you. Now, for those who don't know, Kay Kurd is another comedian uh, of Kurdish descent. Uh, he's a really good friend of both of ours. A really good friend of mine. It almost sounds like a gag, isn't it? He's of Kurdish descent. <laughs> His name is Kay Kurd. <laughs> It sounds like that's our nickname for him. Yeah, like what? It's like, oh, his name is Ishan Bengali. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Darren Caribbean. <laughs> you know. Do you know what? I've watched a character called Darren Caribbean. Darren Caribbean. But it, yeah, that, that's horrendous. <laughs> that, is, that is the sort of nickname you'd give the one Caribbean in Cornwall. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like, old, old Caribbean Darren. Uh, Darren, yeah, Darren Caribbean. He loves rum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. Um, so tell them what the podcast is about because they. You the know, pod- so we're both comedians. The podcast is generally just about shame. We're, f- we're, shame- we're, we're full of shame. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not full of shame? No, of course I'm not. I think that's part of the reason why this works because do you feel shame about stuff? Yeah, I definitely feel shame. Feel shame. Yeah, I definitely feel shame. And uh, uh, I think anything on stage, yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah, but in life. But in life, yeah, we're just, I'm just sort of like full of shame. The thing is, I don't feel ashamed about anything ever. Like I'm nothing. I'm never embarrassed or shamed, ashamed of anything that's happened in my life. What? Yeah, never. How, how does that work? Well, because wh- why? Why would you be? This is, you know, life is what it is. You yeah. do fucked up shit now and then. Yeah. But it's just part of the rich tapestry of your existence. Oh, that was a nice sentence. I enjoyed rich tapestry. Rich tapestry of I, your existence. I enjoyed. I'm, I'm really glad your dad worked all those hours to pay for your education. So you could he, say, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't pay, actually. I got a scholarship, but anyway. Of course you did. Yeah, I got a scholarship uh, to a private yeah. school. Doing all right. And look, and look at you now. Look at me now. Look at you now. In Digbeth, doing a podcast with Darren Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm going to call you that all the time now. Darren Caribbean. I'm not gonna lie, I don't hate it. Yeah. It's not the it's not the worst name in the world. Darren Caribbean. The, th- the thing is, right, shame is one of those things, like, especially when you're Asian, you hear this all the time, like everyone's always worried about what other people think. Yes. There's a sentence, what will other people say that is a that is exists in every Asian language. Is it the same in the black community? Do you guys 
have that like what will other people say yeah it's it's where yeah i think i think a lot of it is because when you're black if one person does something wrong people are like well that's what they all do <laughs> but it, what other black people don't no but other, other no but other black people think like other black people will get annoyed at that one black person because yeah. they know that you're, ev- you're fucking it up for us. So Jesus, do you Jesus. really? Did you have to like when? Yeah. <laughs> like when I feel I, like like when there's a terrorist attack, I'm like, Ugh. oh no, really? You're gonna you're gonna have to wear like I love I love uh, London. I'm sure I can now. You have to wear like an I Love London t-shirt. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walking around with Big Ben on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're at the like the Royal Variety with like a flag. That's another thing. I do not see many ethnics with those United you know, flags. What, flag what, the United Kingdom flag. Yeah, I remember when I did security for the royal wedding, the Prince William and Kate. I didn't see one. Black did you do security person. for that wedding? I did. That was yeah. That was my first ever like proper job. Oh. Everybody's there with their like flags waving it around and all this, and I was like, raw. I've never, I've never felt that. Where, whereabouts were you? Like, where were you doing the security? They're everywhere. No, like, but you, where were you specifically stationed? Oh, for the for the for, for the wedding, bro. I was outside a tube station. It was nuts. I was I was about three miles away from where it was happening. Right, and uh, I remember being so far away. Uh, there was a pub over the road, and I went over the road. Yeah, on my break to have a look at the wedding. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she looks nice." <laughs> and so, what what did they train you? What you had to watch out for? No. They just put us on a spot because there was like a thousand odd security staff, police, you know, MI5, all of that. We were just the lowest rung people. It was just, just have a presence in it. I don't think I could ever do security. Do you feel like nowadays the standards of what they expect from security people to look like have really, really slipped? Because I look at security people now and I'm like, I reckon I could take you. Yeah, but I reckon I could outrun you. That, that's some, <laughs> yeah, but it's some jujitsu specialist. <laughs> Yeah, you're like you're like I could beat you up. You are in a chokehold. That's what you know. No, bro. No, no, no. Because there are some look. There are some Nigerian and Asian uncles. Yeah, doing security I, at random places. And I'm like, yeah, I, why are you doing this, bro? I used to have my Did you have that as well? That's producer Alice. Sick. Really? Yeah, that's what you want. See, because it's just an extra side hustle, isn't it? It's a very easy job. What security? Yeah, because you work your day job. And then afterwards, you do security for a few hours, and it's quite it's pretty but simple. But then security became your day job, and you did comedy in the evenings. And then, yeah, exactly. It moved around. I remember one time, speaking of shame, I was doing a, was chucking this guy out, and he was like just fighting everyone. Sorry, you were what? I was chucking this guy oh, out. Oh, I think you said chugging this guy out. I was chugging like, this I'm not that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> chucking a guy out. The worst, <laughs> chucking this guy out. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you've got what you want, now just leave, will ya? That is, you know what, that's not a bad way to get rid of someone. Because I will wake you off if you don't leave. Because for most guys, once they come, they don't want to be in a rave anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's game, it's game. I want to I lie down, have a nap, have a sandwich. What am I going to, I remember one time, and this would happen quite a lot. I remember my trousers ripped, like right in the middle. Just because you're just dealing with Sorry, the Sorry, what are we talking about at the moment? Oh. <laughs> when did your trousers... Just dealing with people, you know, oh. trying to get people out. Because when you're trying to get someone out, you just yeah, get yeah. them out, innit? Yeah, yeah, And, like, obviously they'd roll on the floor and do all that nonsense. And then you... Sorry, they'd roll on the floor. Because what? you have stop, drop, and roll. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a child. You know when the kid doesn't want to leave and they just fall on the floor? But what, grown adults are doing this. You'd be amazed. Men or women? Carlos the E knows. Men or women? Um, both. Really? You just dropped it. Yeah, I'm not good. Oh my god! What in clubs and shit? 
Yeah, because obviously if they're still on their feet, then they're kind of helping you because they all they have to do is walk as you as you know me and four others push them. Yeah. But if they fall on the floor, then it just makes it so much harder for us to get them out because it, you're lifting their weight in it. And if they're a big oh person, my it's, God. Ve- it's very annoying. So you'd have to get on the floor and lift them up. The amount of times I did my back in. Oh. You just, yeah, you just have to just... just Across like, on. and there's glass and shit and booze. They didn't care. Yeah, not, one, most of the places we worked, there was no glass. Well, plastic, one of those plastic glass places. They see little plastic shot glasses as well. They're lethal. Those little ones. I've, I've, been, I've been in a club when a fight broke out and people were chucking those plastic. They actually hurt. Why would you? You must have thrown egg cups. At people. <clears throat> Are you throwing plastic? Or, ah, oh, yeah, you fucking dickhead. By the time you've thrown it, no, the wind that, has already made it come back. No, no, if you're close enough, though, plastic shot glass can really hurt you. Listen, if, you're, if your retaliation is throwing a plastic cup at someone, uh, you might as well just, you might as well just go, go up to them and just let them punch you in the face. Because what is the point of throwing a plat? What's that going to do? Well, in close, from a close proximity, yeah. it hurts. You are a complete wimp. Listen, Listen it's not, I would, if it it's not pla- my fault. That's the only weapon Palestinians have to their hands. <laughs> I like how you're just going to get yourself cancelled. And What I want to do, if there was a plastic cup here, I would let you, happily let you throw it at my face. It will hurt you, bruv. No, it wouldn't hurt me. It will hurt you. It wouldn't hurt me. I, I don't want to sound, sound like Mr. I am hard Bruce Lee. Yeah. But uh, do you have any fight training? Uh, not really, no. Do I you know to... security have to have any fight training? No, you do like a little test thing. What's, where it, what's you, in the um, test? It's called physical intervention. Okay. Sort of just like put they a get, hand. They get an obese person to run around on the floor. I mean, it was literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> an, literally an obese. The, the instructor was like a 60 year old old man. And he was like, you put the arm behind the back and you tell yeah. him out, get him to leave and all this sort of nonsense. But I, I didn't learn anything, man. I learned nothing from that. I didn't even know there was different types of fire extinguishers. You got, you got the foam one? You got foam one. Water. water. There's a, is, there a, is there a gas one? A, a gas? What do you mean a gas one? What, you fire gas out of a fire extinguisher? No. Powder. Like a powder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Powder, and that was for electronics, right? Because you can't put water on there. I would have ran in on the electronics fire. So powder on electrics. Yeah. Foam on what? Mmm. Uh, oil. <laughs> was foam oil? No, foam would... Was foam like an oil one? Chemicals. Chemicals and, and the water on fire. See, it's, it's, it's difficult to know when there's a fire. See, that would be a shameful thing if like, you put the wrong fire extinguisher on the wrong thing and made a thing worse. Oh, oh I would have done that immediately. Because when, when there's a fire, you don't think of what kind of fire. You just go... Fire. Fire. Just Wa- get a fire water is the thing that puts fire if there's a If there's a pan fire, like a chip pan fire, I'm grabbing the water one. <laughs> fucking, no, even I know not to do that. I would, I would know. The wildest one was when I saw the ocean on fire. Did you see when there was like oh, a, when, an oil um, slick? Is that the BP one? Yeah. Oh, those poor seagulls. When you see the water on fire. In it? That is mad. It's like a, it's like a David Copperfield trick. You're like, how's, yeah. he, got, how's he done Look this? this? How's he got the water on fire? Did um, you guys, did you ever watch that old magician guy? Back in the day, we used to do magic tricks and then they'd tell you how it was done. It used to be on ITV on a Saturday. Penn and Teller? No. It was called Breaking the Magician's Code. No. And he would like... With the mask, with the mask on. There you go. He would wear a spooky mask. You, did, you never did this. On ITV? He used to come on ITV Saturdays and he would do a bad boy trick. Before or after Blind Date? Oh, it might have been just before Blind Date. Blind Date was a, was a headliner. Yeah, I only ever watched Blind Date. Who huh? died? 
Oh, did yeah, Graham. Oh, Graham's dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Graham. I didn't realize he was 90. Yeah, he was 90, isn't it? Oh, Graham. Ah, Graham. Was that your Scouse accent? No, that was my the Black accent. accent, yeah. Do I know, I don't want to offend your Scouse family. Yeah, I, know you're, again. I know you're like an honorary Scouse. I am an honorary Scouse. You fucking douche. What do you mean? You... Can you hear the jealousy in his voice? <laughs> so, he just wants to be a Scouse. He, he, uh, uh, I... Go on, tell, tell them what the, what's your issue? Well, I, I, I hate your Twitter. Why? Because your Twitter is, it's, it's just, it's like Reddit. Right, okay. Darren, for some inexplicable reason. It's not reason, just me, it's everybody. Who's everybody? Well, uh, even Owen was like, Ishan's right wing. No, no, Owen wasn't like Ishan's right wing. Owen said that a friend of his asked him if I was. But if you was right wing, I would be okay with it. I don't care. No, but okay. But it's just that, uh, now it's here's just the that thing. You, try and right. play this, you try and play both sides. No, I don't try and play. Well, listen, number one, right? As a comedian, for me, it's really important to me that no one knows what my political leanings are. Yeah. Right. But because I just don't say the things that everybody else on the left or in comedy yeah. keep saying, the automatic assumption is I must be right wing. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, I'm having a fucking laugh? How about that for an option? <laughs> also, if you are right wing, you can make quite a lot of money by saying that you're right wing. You can, right, but I, right I'm, not, I'm not that. Oh, yeah, if Ishan was, like, truly right wing, he would be, you would be the brown boy. On the, you'd be like, you and fucking... Piers Morgan. You and Piers Morgan, <laughs> fist bumping. Yeah. Yeah, you would be the poster boy. It's like, um, you know, it's like Pretty Patel. Piers Morgan, Katie Hopkins, Lawrence Fox, and Ishan Akbar. Oof. All together. Oh, that oh, is. What a force Snark, marry, avoid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, mate, I'm avoiding you. <laughs> you ain't making it out of that one, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I don't, listen, I don't think it's fair that people think that, first of all, I don't think it's, well, your friend was you inquiring. Per, I'm telling you. So this is producer Owen. Next. What was your, explain why your friend thought I was right wing or asked you that question, do you? Because. Because of your Twitter. It's it's but what do I say on my... I'm not, because, thank you. Wait, Alice I'm not on my Twitter there. saying incendiary things, am I? I'm not saying right-wing things, am I? It, I think it was after a comment you made. It was either bankers or something financial. Your Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, stand, I remember what it is. I stand by this. Right? As long as you stand by your tweets, that's yeah, fine. Because when by, you eventually go down, no, no, it's always good to believe listen, in it. A lot of society starts having go at ultra-rich people all the time for saying, oh, why are they hiding their taxes? Why are they hiding their money? And my position is, having worked in the city... Who you used to hide somebody's money. No, bro, if you've... You know how hard it is to be a comedian. Yeah, right. I do. <clears throat> when you... And you prove it to us on stage often. <laughs> and when you, <laughs> when you start earning loads of money, you do start thinking to yourself, well, I want to make sure I pay the tax I'm due to pay. Yeah. But not go over... That limit. Yep, 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 And yep, you yep. will try your hardest to keep as much of the money that you've earned for yourself. Of course you will, that your is, family. That is one thing that I, 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 that brings every liberal, super left-leaning comedian together in a way that no one ever expects. As soon as you mention tax, as soon as we're around April, how much you pay? Uh, yeah, every time. But then they oh, check their Twitter account. NHS, we need to save the NHS. Oh, the tax. Tax, yeah. I'm paying every so single much time. In... Yeah, I know. And so because I say it outwardly, everyone's like, oh, he must be rowing. No, I'm setting up a Cayman Islands account as soon as I possibly fucking can. You can't do that. Yeah, why? You, you, you can't. can't. It's legal. It, it is very legal, but it's such a scummy thing. Oh, no, I don't care. It's my money. I work fucking hard for it, bro. Are you trying to pay 1% tax? I'm trying to pay 0.5% tax. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. The richer I get as well, I'm going booper. 
Oh, damn. Immediately. Damn scary. Look, I love the NHS. I love the principle of the NHS. My dad's a paramedic, been a paramedic for 30 years. The only reason I get any treatment for my ears or whatever is because my dad's a paramedic. I walk in. I was about to walk past all these beds, all these people waiting for hours and hours. I imagine when you walk past them, you put your hand out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just trying to get high five. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, it's because I'm honest about this. And people are like, oh, he's right wing. So, yeah. so let's just say you have the Ishan Akbar show or whatever. You're going to have a, a Cayman, Island, Cayman Islands offshore Every account. British overseas territory that still belongs to the Queen will have an Ishan Akbar account. That's, I, I, I respect that. I, I, I do respect that. I'm not going to go that way, uh, Gary Barlow. But <laughs> I, I do respect you. It's happening. I'm doing it. Nah. And That's, do I feel shame? By the way, nope. That is that is that is the ultimate shame. When you get caught tax dodging, not in a way that's illegal, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because the British public do not give a shit about whether it's illegal or not. Yeah. They look at it as the same. Look at all the Jimmy Carr stuff. People look at it as like this is proper, this is proper shameful behavior, mm. and you will never recover from it. But Jimmy did. Jimmy's completely recovered from yeah, it. Yeah, he reco- yeah, he recovered from it in a way that was. And also, I, I, I think some of you, if, you, if you've listened to me before or heard me on any other podcast, you'll know of my involvement with the Jimmy Carr tax situation. We're 15 minutes into the first podcast, but we're on to cancel culture, <laughs> taxes, Jimmy Carr. And I don't think we said the name of the podcast. Yeah. We did. It said, Welcome to Shemmy's Delicious. He did at the top. I didn't. He hated it. He said, Welcome to Shemmy's Delicious. And then he was like, oh, It was no. just, I told him not to do the intro because I knew it would be fucking terrible. No, it's not a terrible <laughs> intro. We'll go back. Hey, welcome to Shameless Delicious. I'm Darren Harriet, the host, and my sidekick is <laughs> Mr. Richard Ashbar. Hello. You gotta get good at you gotta get good at plugging stuff. You gotta get used to looking at a camera, Listen, and selling, you're, selling you're, yourself. You're talking to the QR code king. I know how to plug my yeah, shit. Yeah, so you have zero shame. It's the most shameful thing ever. Is that QR code? No, it's not. You should um, kill yourself. <laughs> I tried. I want it in the trailer. I tried. That's why I got trap nerve. What? <laughs> How do you jump in front of a trainer? Does it uh, like That's quite shameful. I mean, trying to kill yourself and not being able to do it. I mean, in what is arguably the, the... <laughs> it is shameful. If you try and jump in front of a train and you fuck that up. I imagine, I imagine you tried to jump in one of those. You know those trains the kids get on. <laughs> they just go around a little no, track. No, 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 no. This was like central line. I was proper going for it, but then I hesitated because I had a meeting. And then I got trapped. You really hesitate because you had a, what? You was about. I'm gonna kill myself, but oh god, I gotta, I gotta zoom oh, chat. Because no, what happened is I went to jump. Just trigger warnings, suicide. I was. I went. <laughs> I didn't, what did they think they meant? You're gonna jump on the top like Tom Cruise? I was gonna, I was gonna jump, and then as I went to jump, a voice in my head went, "You've got a meeting at 10:30." And then that because I felt like someone was talking to me. Yeah. And then. Not stop. It's like, like hey, you gotta, you gotta gig later. Yeah. So then I was like, huh? like kind of like that. And the hesitation meant I didn't go forward, and the train hit my shoulder. Yeah. And I spun round, fell onto the platform, got up, ran out, had a coffee, went to work, and then did a gig that night. How was the gig? Fine. Really good. Actually. Well, but how, more importantly, how was the meeting? Um, you got cancelled. <laughs> by cancelled meeting. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's brutal. 
<laughs> That's great. What a <laughs> It was a sign. It was a sign. I'm here now. Look. It was a that yeah. Five years later. That was just before you started comedy. No, just after three years after. <laughs> How long have you comedy for now? Starting in 2014, eight years. Wow, so you was just like bombing for those three years. I don't, I never bombed. You was just having like absolute killer. What's the worst gig you've ever had? I did a gig in the annex of a mosque that I got chased out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's that sounds pretty bad. Why did that chase you out? What? Why did they chase you So out? basically, I... Um, they could just tell that you just weren't really one of no, them. No, 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 no. It was, it was a mirth control gig. Of course it was. Yeah. Were you the, the driver? First day, yeah. First and last gig I did. It was in the Somali Muslim mosque in Park Royal. Oh, nice. That sounds welcoming. And I walked in and the gig was segregated with this movie. Oh, wall. no. Right. That's a rough one already, man. But then again, if you're a Muslim and you play those gigs, that's fine. But you don't play those sort of... You don't play those kind of hardcore... Back then I didn't. No. I even, no, even, then, even now I don't. I, I yeah. try and, anyway. So as I but go it, in... But the, it paid really well, though. Not really. Oh. Yeah. The guy goes to me, you know not to speak to the women, brother. I was like, yeah, well, okay. Well, that's, I, that's my general attitude in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to tell me that I wasn't going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you've, read my, you've read my Twitter account, clearly. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got on stage. That's, can I just say, that's a weird note. Before, of course it is. Before you go. Uh, but also what made it weirder is the mic was on the men's side the, and the speaker was on the women's side. That, so they had two speakers, but they had no mic on the women's side. Basically. Yeah. So, so, two speakers. so let me get this right. There was a gap in the middle. Yep. And then the men one side, women one side, and you are literally performing on that. So, so the women can only hear you. They can't, only see, they you. can't see me. That is wild, man. So That's my opening wild. line was to get the mic and go, hello, walk over and say, ladies. Okay. Pretty funny. <laughs> I don't hate that. How do you think? How do you think that went down? Did you do it? That, that's what I did. Oh, you immediately, yeah. Uh, yeah. You grabbed the mic and went on the other side. Hello, and went, ladies. Hello. Right. And then, ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Right. Oof. Proper awkward. And I listen for three years in. Hang on. Before you, did he get a laugh? No. <laughs> but this is the thing. For two and a half, three years in, I was quite proud of what I did next because I didn't get a laugh. I went round to the men's side and I went. Hey, I think they enjoyed it, but I can't tell because. Oh. Oh. That's funny, bruv. I mean, I mean, it's funny, but it's funny, but what do you think's gonna happen? That was so funny. And, and they're looking at you like, oh, he, he's probably one of us. He must be a Muslim, yeah. and you've Im you've immediately just gone. They didn't go for it. <laughs> well, hey, can't tell because you know all of that. I imagine your hand just got slower. You know, all of that. <laughs> slower and slower. Then I went into my material and I did a bit because basically the reason they had the gig was they had an all-day uh, all fundraiser for Palestine. Yeah. Oh, great. So I had a joke back then about my solution to the Israel-Palestine crisis. Oh. Which I'll paraphrase. Basically, it was like, you, you unite them against their common enemy, which are pigs. Yeah. So I had this thing Fair. about uniting them against blah, 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 blah. Wasn't getting anything. Yeah, of course not. You've really, you've, you've really let them down at the beginning. And then one guy stood up and he goes, Oh, um, no. Uh, bro, I, th I think you're done. And I was like, I've still got like 13 minutes. <laughs> Can I just say, there's nothing worse as a comedian than somebody getting up in the crowd and telling you that I think it's time for you to leave. And then the audience agree with that one person. We hate that because it's such a rare thing to happen. Normally, it's one person who hates your guts. Yeah. And then everybody else is like, boo, shut up. He's killing. But on this occasion. <laughs> yeah. 
They, no, I, I still had 13 minutes. Hang on, did you, you told him the exact time. I like that. You were like, you were like when, you know when your boss comes to you on your break and you're like, no, nah, I've still got three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still had 13 minutes. And then, um, uh, and then another guy stood up and goes, you're done. And then, and I put the mic, and then five more of them said there was like seven of them stood up and they kind of ushered me off the stage. And then, please tell me you still had the mic. I'm like, no, 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 it was like, have you ever been to an, uh, in, an Asian wedding? And you know when the bride is leaving the family? Yeah. Everybody walks behind her. Yeah. It was like that. Oh. But everyone was very angry. <laughs> did, you try and, did you try and say anything to get them on side? I, I, the only thing I said was I, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst thing. Well, I thought, I, it, I, I thought that was good. Um, I imagine you read like a big fucking ball in your throat. I thought <laughs> it, was, it was funny. And do you know what? Here's, here's, and what was happening was if we ushered off to say, where were the women? What were the women doing? I don't know. They were behind the fucking wall. Who, was, who, who else was on? Uh, a guy, da, do you know Dan Audrey? I don't know if you know him. Oh, I know him. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, Dan. And then there was like another guy whose name I can't remember. See, that would be better because he's like, this is why I always believe that like, especially when you do a black gig, non-black people, it's the easiest gig. Because they have no expectations of you. Really? They, you just not, do not what... at Theatre Royal Stratford, it isn't. Oh yeah, I, I died. There. Yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't have a great time. <laughs> the first thing, first thing that really bugged me was I went in there and I was like, Theatre Royal Stratford, cool, could be in a theatre. Oh, is this the bar yeah, area? The bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is this the bar area downstairs? Okay, yeah. Um, as I as they ushered me into the car in Park Royal, one they guy, ushered you into the car. Into the car. <laughs> they were they were like, we don't even want you hanging around. Right, yeah, just get in the Let's car. Let's get if if you caught a train, they would have got you a ticket right there and then and handed you a ticket. One Somali uncle was like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Oof, you don't need that. And I wasn't. Was this wait? Was this uh, bef uh, before the attempted suicide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> it was the next day. <laughs> It was the next day. I like how that wasn't in your head. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, nah. I've never had like I've never had a gig that bad. I've been booed at corporates before. Have was, you? Yeah, I was bad though. See, here's my booed at a corporate. Here's my thing with corporates, right? And also, is, booing is such a weird thing to do, isn't it? Boo. Oh, <laughs> they wanted me out. What was I had an attitude. What was the company? Can't remember the company, but I they, they did not pay. <laughs> uh, it was oh yeah, these guys haven't paid me yet. I've sent them so many reminders for two hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> nah, this did not pay. This was like I think about three grand or something. Yeah, okay, and uh, it was for like builders or plumbers or something. Okay. And you know when you do, you know when you do corporates, how they always tell you what comedians they had there that died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah there's yeah. always that one woman who went, "Oh, we had fucking the time and <sighs> oh, I did forty five minutes and the crowd just weren't on. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I, yeah, I went on and it was just hot. It was just horrible. And I remember I just started laying into this dude on the front row who was doing my head in. And at one, I think I just called him like a fat prick. It's just like not <laughs> at a corporate. I caught everyone's in their shirts. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to be there. And I remember thinking to myself, and they all just went boo, and then everybody booed. And I remember this is how bad it went. This is how and it went bad fast. I must have done three, four minutes. Uh, at one point, I was I went like this. I went, still getting paid, <laughs> still getting paid. As I walked up, as I'm saying it in my head, I'm like, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting paid. Did not get paid. 
And I remember my thing with corporates is I'm always like, have the car waiting yeah, yeah, yeah. as I'm on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't, because even if I destroyed the gig, I don't want to be around these people. <laughs> Let me do my gig. I want to, I want to be like fucking Paul McCartney. As soon as I get off stage, there's like, that, I, want, I want a van open so I can just step in and get out. They do that with corporates. They're like, why don't you come four hours earlier and hang out with us? No, I, I don't even, I don't want to see any of you. I yeah. hate they're like, oh, do you want food? Yeah, uh, can I have it in my room? Oh, well, we're all having it together downstairs. No. Okay, that's nice, but can you bring it into my room, please? Yeah, can yeah, I, can yeah. I get the food? Yeah, I don't want any... Uh, yeah, I am never want to hang out with them at all. And I remember just leaving that gig. And then I've done some corporate since. But the main thing with corporate is your attitude has to be you're up for it. Because yeah. if you have to give yourself to them, you have to go, yeah. right, I'm not a comedian right now. I am more of a, uh, uh, they're hiring me. Yeah, I'm like yeah. an employee of, you know, this, HSBC whatever or whatever. Be, yeah. And just do whatever they want and yeah. just accept it and take the money. Yeah, I'm very good at corporates now. I'm very good at them. Well, you said it like you weren't good before. No, as in, technically that Muslim gig was a corporate. Oh, okay. <laughs> technically. Jeez. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be hard to get to be better than that. That's true. To be fair. Because yeah. you really... You're it really, really helps when the room's not segregated. You're really shat. Shame is delicious. You gonna get some food? Sorry. Wow. No fair. All right, we can wrap there. I think we need to, We can wrap there, we get food. No, 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 because we, we only need to do 30 minutes. We don't need that hour. Shame is delicious. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions. Shame is delicious.